0: If the U.S. government, the media, the legal system, and the church can't keep democracy alive, it's time for Estate Sale, a podcast on American democracy, because America is better than this.
1: Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us on Estate Sale. I am Lori Lattimore-Volkman,
0: i'm brad rayleigh
1: today we're highlighting the second installment in our new possibly regular series dumbass myths the gop would like you to believe or basically all the lies they like to tell
0: <laughs> okay so laurie this one's for you because uh our president uh, the orange one has uh been very adamant that he has done more for black people uh, than anyone since Abraham Lincoln. And we should note, by the way, that usually when he talks about Abraham Lincoln, he also downplays what Abraham Lincoln did too. So yeah, really right. what he is trying to say is that he is the has done the best, been the political friend of black people more than anybody in history.
1: Yeah, yeah. The white nationalist, KKK lover, Donald Trump is good for black people.
0: So what's wrong with that, Lori? I mean, that seems really nice.
1: (laughs) There are are so many things wrong with it. Not to even mention just the fact that his constant rhetoric is so anti-black people that I don't know how he even says that with a straight face. But I'm more abhorred by anybody who listens to it and goes, yeah. He rattles off a couple things usually, like unemployment is the lowest level in history. His tax cut in 2017, provided the opportunity zones, and he he supported criminal justice reform. Those all sound good. And if you don't dig into it at all, you think, oh, okay. Or if you just look at the unemployment rate, all pre-COVID, of course, then sure, it looks fine. But as with everything, Trump is not really telling the whole truth. And he's really just using things to, to give a narrative that is absolutely absurd, especially based on his own sort of white nationalist Klan viewpoint. Here's the thing, and there's a really great article on this in the Washington Post. He says unemployment has gone down. If you look at the actual number, yes, unemployment has kept going down for African-Americans, just like it's kept going down for everyone else, every other American, since Obama started the process. It had hit a high because, of course, Obama takes over in the middle of the housing crisis. And so he brought those levels down, particularly in his second term. The Washington Post did an analysis. And if you look at the rate of drop in the unemployment rate among African-Americans, if you were to project how it should go under Trump, it should have dropped more the number should be even lower for African Americans if you're basing it on how well it was doing under Obama. And what's probably even more interesting is for white people, if you were gonna do the same projection, white people should not have quite as low of an unemployment rate as as we do. So what has happened is actually black people have not done as well as they were doing under Trump versus Obama, and white people have done better under Trump than Obama. It's true that the unemployment rate has dropped, but what that actually means is not the same thing he's trying to make it mean.
0: It's also very clear that, that in many cases, uh, unemployment uh, or being employed is not the same thing as actually having a good job, (laughs) having a good job or having benefits. I mean, in some cases, these are people, um, this includes people of all, all races, of course, who are working multiple jobs, Um, you know, Pulling something together out of these these different poor paying jobs. And to be honest, I mean, this is one area where I, I can say, you know, Obama, I mean, although he had a Republican Congress and, and Senate who who tried to undermine just about everything with this. But, you know, under Obama's administration, wherever the blame lag, we didn't actually address inequality nearly as much as we should have. We didn't address the kind of erosion of wages Right. You know, that, that part has not been addressed because Americans have been so pulled. This is back to the previous conversation. They still b- buy into the pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of thing. And so they apply that um, in, in everything and not recognizing that they are, are, you know, their wages have been deteriorating for years. And that's true for, for people of color as well, obviously.
1: And we have seen that African-American households have struggled more economically than the median household nationwide. In this pandemic, even when unemployment was still at single digit historic lows, with tens of millions of jobs lost due to COVID-19, Washington Post reported that African-Americans had jobs cut or were laid off at higher rates than whites in many cities and towns across the country.
0: Well, and, and by the way, not just on economic uh, mythology, but in that. Interview with Axios, of course, he was asked about John Lewis and his response was as dismissive as any could be. So it is amazing that he is able to try to say, well, Diamond and Silk like me. I have two black friends, Um, (laughs) you know, and yet he can dismiss a, a man who was beaten in the civil rights movement as somebody who didn't who chose not to come to his inauguration.
1: Yeah. And what was it the reporter asked him specifically about how he felt about John John Lewis? Do you remember?
0: Did you find his, his, his story impressive?
1: Right. And the fact that Trump not only dismissed that story, which is possibly one of the most iconic for the civil rights era, other than Martin Luther King himself, but that he had the gall to admit he didn't even really know John Lewis. Which I'm sure is true, but it's that it never even occurs to Donald Trump that that's a man, that's a congressman whose story is worth knowing. A man who did one of the most iconic things in the civil rights movement, you know, walking across yeah. the bridge and being beaten and, and not being violent and staying with that movement and right. being a champion of civil rights for 40 years. And you can say, I didn't really know him. Like, even if you haven't been in government and you have only been president for three years, Knowing John Lewis's history and his role in the civil rights movement is something that most leaders would at least recognize as important, even if they were too stupid and racist to see it as worthwhile. Trump can't do either, because he is only focused on whether Lewis thought Donald Trump was important. And yet, this is a president who says he is really good for black people, except he doesn't even know, possibly... One of the most important leaders in this era, in this day, it's outrageous. And even Amazing. dismiss
0: it as saying he said he spent a lot of time and effort on on civil rights, but so did a lot of other people. Yeah. One other point on this issue of race that I was going to raise that always bothers me is when white people either they you know had, didn't listen to our podcast on the Southern Strategy, <sighs> so they don't know how the, how it switched, but there's this one of like black people should vote Republican more often. I mean, I think they've stopped saying this overtly, but the the idea is that they only vote Democratic because they get something for it—they get welfare or something like that. Which, of course, is because they racistly assume all Black people are on welfare. Right. Um, And there's this incredibly racist idea that I've heard from so many people on Twitter and Facebook that essentially says, "I'm not a racist, but I think Black people are too dumb to realize that they're voting for the wrong party." And you're like. I mean, that, that is what they're saying. That's what thats what Trump says when he's saying that, that yeah. you know, the black people who don't vote for him or don't come to his inauguration.
1: There's also this thing, the fact that when Trump talks about what he has done for African-Americans, the only things he mentions are how he's helped employment, criminal justice, and poverty levels. Like, as if the only way to help black people is to... Help them not be poor, you know. Like he, they're, right. it's just right. built in racist thinking in his mind. Like right. it's a systemic racist thinking from the beginning, and and so many people don't even recognize that, which is frustrating.
0: Which but. and of course he's doubled down on that with his whole suburb. Yes. You know, yes, yes. By essentially saying which everybody is pointing out that the suburbs are not the way Donald Trump imagines them. That they're far more diverse, far more inclusive of people of color. I mean, this this is the part about him that uh, I think I mean, partly it may be his deteriorating brain. I have no idea. But it's also partly the Republican. It's the Republican ideal. This is the world they imagine that they think is the the uh, the perfect world. And it's the Mm -hmm. 1950s um, suburban housewife where suburbs were white flight communities. Yeah. and, And the male was the breadwinner in charge and he could get away with domestic violence if he wanted to not even joking about that We know that suburban women in the 1950s started self-medicating you know both through drinking but through the discovery of valium and other tranquilizers i mean i've got a number somewhere in one of my lectures where the use of that starting in like 1954 goes up every year exponentially and it's mostly to suburban housewives and so that's that's the world that republicans romanticize and they think everybody wants to go back to it and so trump taps into that he taps into that world where where, you know, people are like, imagine going off to the factory with their little lunch pail and making a living wage or going into the coal mine and breathing in the dust.
1: Oh, right. I mean, he did it again. He Last week, he had that tweet where he said the suburban housewife will be voting for me. They want safety and they're happy I've ended the long running program where low income housing is going to invade their neighborhood, like, <laughs> which is all kinds of wrong the most racist sexist tweet i could imagine all these black people are now going to come scare all these white housewives it's just absurd absolutely absurd and so racist and i just can never imagine why there is an african-american out there that will even tolerate that i i don't get it
0: I mean all of that stuff is is so built on this nostalgic view that's that make America great again when white people were in charge and the suburbs were all white and and the men all were in charge all that is is built in there and I think you know
1: he's the guy that would not rent his his properties to black people until he was caught not- you know not following the fair housing act so and he's the guy who perpetuated the birtherism movement with Obama yes. like. He is There's, as racist as they come.
0: His biographer in one of the books said that he was angry about, couldn't stand the idea of having black accountants in his casinos um, and said that black people had an issue with laziness. Yeah. Which uh, coming from this guy is about as rich as can get, you know, guy who spent actually somebody said uh, he's been president for three and a half years. He has spent, he has been to one of his properties
1: Every
0: week. Over 365 times. He's been there. One quarter of his presidency has been spent in some part or another at at one of his properties. Yeah. A lot of times golfing.
1: It's also infuriating how many people will enable him, both black and white, diamond and silk, Kanye West. And they're, they're basically jokes. Yeah. But then you have people like Ben Carson, who only promote... Trump's unfair housing policies <laughs> and Senator Tim Scott, my Senator who is one of the few black Republicans and seems to only speak above a whisper when Trump needs someone to defend his own you know, racist comments or.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, uh, it, I'm stunned at Tim Scott. Cause he doesn't, he strikes me as somebody who is not an idiot. Uh, and yet I think, I think this is an issue with many conservatives. Um, they internalize, uh, their own kind of success as proof that anybody can do it. Um, that's that's my sense yeah. of least conservatives, I know. And so they when they see somebody, who, they, they don't recognize the ways that they've been helped. They don't recognize. For example, I, I'm guessing with Tim Scott and I have not followed him closely enough. But, you know, if, if he's like Clarence Thomas and, uh, and others, they don't actually recognize where affirmative action or where uh, uh, racial justice laws, Civil Helps Rights them. Act, Voting Rights Act, has helped them tremendously and able to, to, to have, be successful.
1: Tim Scott is behind the Opportunity Zones tax break in that awful 2017 tax bill that really only helped billionaires. And this, this was one reason. So the Opportunity Zones provided a tax break to any investor or builder who decides to open up a business in one of these zones, which was basically a a lower-income area. And sure, that could help the area, but an analysis has found that, and we probably would have guessed this was likely to happen, the people who benefited from that are just the rich people who got the tax break, not the neighborhood, not the, the people of color. They weren't the ones who were taking advantage of that, who were able to take advantage of that by and large. And so to throw that out there as if Trump has helped African-Americans and he's so tremendous for black people because he's helping their bottom line is basically untrue. All these Republicans help perpetuate that lie, but it's particularly infuriating to me when some of these African-American leaders help perpetuate it and don't seem to have any concern for the fact that they are doing a huge disservice to all people of color when they let Trump get away with this.
0: You know, the conservative friends who are white, I tend to all believe that they built their wealth themselves. Right. Well, Tim Scott
1: did so much himself that he recognized being a Democrat wasn't going to help him get elected in South Carolina. So he became a Republican. I mean, that... Interesting. (laughs) There you go for being... Principal. Right.
0: Exactly, for being yeah. principled. Yeah, I mean, it, he is interesting in the sense that he has admitted to to being, you know, that the Capitol Police have, have stopped him um, because he's black, yeah. thinking that, asking why he's going into the Senate buildings, and he's like, I'm, I'm a senator. I mean, so he's experienced this multiple times as a senator. I know. Um, and yet, and, and to, to his credit, I will say, there have been a couple times where Trump has nominated somebody who was so extremely racist that even Tim Scott said no, you know, I mean, he has,
1: that's, that's the thing. Like it it has to be so extreme and so obvious before Tim Scott speaks up. I mean, usually you can tell that what happened was someone from the white house called Tim Scott's office and said, all right, the president said something racist. We need you to defend him. Can you, you know, say this, say this, (laughs) read this statement as to why it's not racist. I mean, it's insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Yeah, I'm 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 the the one thing that actually makes me feel better is every poll I see says that, you know, then I mean, the numbers of people who are black Republicans has not really declined, but there's never been a big number since 1964. Black Americans aren't fooled by this. uh, You know, they're not fooled by his dismissal of John Lewis or um, Cummings or, you know. Somebody was listing here these prominent civil rights people who've died and, you know, Trump is nowhere to be seen in terms of, you know, offering his respects or asked not to be there. You know, so that that's notable people. I think just as just as a lot of people um, I've read who are uh, very cognizant of the fact that Joe Biden is of his age is still a person of his time and still has is prone to some racist stuff, you know? Yeah. And I think I said this to you before, and I think you probably heard this too, but one of the guys on Twitter was like, yeah, but you know what? We, we watched Joe Biden work for a black man um and never once upstage him, never once. I mean, he may have embarrassed him just by a gaffe, but he never actually acted yeah. in any way other than respectful of Barack Obama as president. And that I think for a lot of black Americans see that and they know exactly what that means. You don't have to go very back far back in time, and that's impossible. It's impossible right. to imagine, you know. Right.
1: That's that's a really good point. I always forget about that, but it's true. I, I mean, I we saw that a few months ago when you know here in South Carolina, and we even had several people of color running that were not anywhere close to as popular with the African Americans yeah. as Joe Biden. And it's part of it's just because he's familiar name for a lot of them who may not pay attention to all the other candidates. But a big part of it was Joe Biden was the second in command, and he never tried to upstage that or, or to deny that he was anything other than right. the guy a step below from Obama.
0: Absolutely. I think that really does matter because, I mean, you're right. You know, he pulled better among African-Americans than, than African-American candidates. Yeah. You know,
1: And that's another point we should definitely make today. No matter what nonsense Trump tries to argue about how good he has been for African-Americans, Joe Biden has a much bigger case. You're right. Even with some of his suspect votes over 40 years in the Senate regarding race and busing and some things his now vice president, Kamala Harris, called him out on during the primaries, Biden has turned around and added her to the ticket. A woman, a woman of color and a child of immigrants. And not some Ivy Leaguer, a product of an historic black college. So he proves again and again his support and his willingness to listen to people from everywhere, from all backgrounds, and not assume that his old white way of thinking is the way things need to be. And I loved something that Barack Obama said following his pick was that Biden's choice of Kamala Harris as his vice president proves that Biden is absolutely fine having brilliant, capable people around him who will challenge his way of thinking. And on on that alone, he should be voted president.
0: (laughs) It's time for a state sale, a podcast on American democracy, because America is better than this.